Welcome to Commending and Contending, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and our ministries, and to foster connections between individuals, churches and other ministries so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me today is Tori Walker. G'day, Tori. G'day, Jonathan. How are you going? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks so much for joining us today on the show. Um, Just for our listeners to get to know you a bit, could you introduce yourself? Yes, I uh, live in Brisbane with my family, which is my husband and four very hungry teenagers. So a large part of my life is buying food, preparing food, cooking food and seeing it disappear. Uh, They're all boys. Um, I also work a little bit to earn some money and in the rest of my time when I'm not exercising or at the beach or whatever, I basically just try and do whatever ministry I can and try and say yes to opportunities and serve where I'm able. That sounds marvellous. Sounds like you're very busy. Uh, How has God been encouraging you recently, Tori? Yeah, it's been a good year, actually. I um, started the year preparing a talk um, on an overview of Revelation. So just spent the year in Revelation, which was a great way to start the year, Um, just being reminded that God's in control, even if things don't look like it. He's got his plan. Jesus has won. Um, You know, the end is assured. And I was reading um, Nancy Guthrie's book called Blessed alongside of that preparation. I found that a real blessing. Um, I've also been really enjoying church this year and I'm on a newly formed evangelism team that's been loads of fun. And part of saying yes to opportunities as I'm able, uh, now that my kids are a bit older, I've been on a safari with CWCI, which is a almost a preaching tour, actually. So, yeah, it's been a, they've all been really encouraging things, actually. Sounds tremendously encouraging. And it sounds like the kind of thing, actually, we would benefit from hearing a bit more about. <laughs> um, can we start with that evangelism team at your church? Newly formed, that sounds exciting. What What have you been trying and learning there together? So we joined as a team. So our minister is the chair of the little group and there's uh, two other blokes and myself on the team and just started thinking through how can we encourage our congregation to be involved in the work of evangelism together? How can we use the unique situation that our church is in? So I go to a city church. We have sometimes um, 60 visitors a week, which is a lot. It's fantastic. Um, It's hard. But there's also fantastic opportunities that come along with that. Being a city church, a lot of people are just coming for a week or leaving or friends and family of people who already come to the church or newly arrived in Brisbane. But a lot of those people don't know Jesus and even a lot of people who are at our church are still working out what it means to be a Christian or are happy to be at church but happy to also acknowledge that they are not a Christian So we were trying to work out how can we, under God, make the most of those opportunities and ultimately see people come to put their faith in Christ. That 
that was the aim. So we started with a whole lot of kind of thinking and workshopping and looking at statistics and uh, our minister got us all to read and listen to a Reach Australia podcast on evangelism, which was really motivating, super helpful. Um, and then we decided that we wanted to run uh, Simply Christianity once a term. Hmm. As as the main kind of vehicle, obviously evangelism, we want it to be happening all over the place. But as a tool, what we wanted to be doing was running five weeks, Simply Christianity, uh, once a term, and just encourage people to invite their friends and come. So we've done that this year. And, yeah, look under God, we've seen small amounts but beautiful, beautiful conversions of people from not knowing anything about the gospel, not knowing God personally to deciding that, yeah, they want to put their trust in him and live as a believer. So it's been really exciting, really encouraging. Tell me about the CWCI and those safaris you're going on. What's that about? Oh, I've got so much more to say about the evangelism, but we'll move on to the safari, Jonathan. <laughs> I love evangelism. I love talking about evangelism. I yep. love encouraging people to evangelise. So I could talk about that all day, but I'll move on to the safari. <laughs> um, so, yes, the safari. Okay, we did not wear pith helmets. We didn't look at um, wild animals. I mean, we did, but they're Australian animals. So... CWCI stands for Christian Women Communicating International, and it was a ministry set up by Australian women decades ago, and a lot of people know about it from their Bible study series, which is called KYB, Know Your Bible. Um, I personally have actually never been in a KYB group because I've never been at a church that hasn't had a really healthy kind of home group, small group ministry, and I've always been a part of that. But I understand for people who are at churches that don't have that. It's a fantastic way of reading the Bible, um, getting to know the Bible. The material works through the whole Bible, which I think is really gutsy. It's mm. not just the simple books or, uh, you know, basic topics. It, the, the heart of it is really working through every book of the Bible. Um, so it's a good curriculum that way. <clears throat> um so CWCI, that's one of their main ministries. They also run conferences and seek to encourage women outside of that sphere who might not have access to those kind of groups or conferences. So particularly in Australia, they have a heart for women who are regional and remote, who definitely would find it quite challenging to come to conferences. Um, but even if they do manage to make it to the conference, sometimes they have no church. There just isn't one where they are um, or they certainly don't have access to in their small town any any other women who are interested in studying the Bible in a small group. So what they decided to do, well, they've been quite creative actually. They've now got KYB online and KYB by correspondence and all sorts of ways you can do it. But they've also for a number of years had what's called a safari ministry where they pick a small team of a team leader and a team speaker and send them out on a pre-prepared program that's from sort of one to two weeks, um, teaching women the Bible and encouraging them. So recently I went on a national safari, which is to far northwest Queensland. So we flew to Longreach, 
And then from Longreach, we had a pilot. And pretty much every morning, we would get to the plane, fly to some dusty little airstrip in the middle of nowhere, um, land, and then there'd be an event, morning tea. There was lots of tea, Jonathan. There was so much tea. Lots of tea. And we would talk to the ladies, we would encourage them, I would give a Bible talk and then we'd usually have lunch and continue talking, go back to a host's place where we'd be billeted for the night and then the next morning we'd do it all again. So it was it was amazing, like so many things that were great about it. I loved, I loved flying, I have to tell you. Flying in remote Australia is just amazing. Uh, we went to places that I just would not have normally gone to some quite small towns. One of them was um, Dumaji, which is an Indigenous settlement right up on the Gulf. So really far north, really remote, but actually really beautiful. Um, some of the churches and some of the uh, in some of the towns were quite encouraging. And Dumaji was um, actually one of them, which was a bit of a surprise to us. Um, but a lot of the towns there was perhaps a minister in the Anglican or Uniting Church who came once a month, didn't stay for long because they had to then push off to the next town and do two or three services a day on a Sunday. And some of the women said, but even when he or she is there, I don't get much out of it. It just sounds really, really, really hard. So I think before I went, I thought, wow, this is a big effort. Like it's a lot of a lot of cost, a lot of people praying for it, a lot of people planning, as you can imagine, planning the itinerary, paying for the fuel, just a lot of effort goes into it. And I guess before I went, I wasn't convinced that it was worthwhile, but it was really worthwhile. I think when you sit and talk with people and realise this is almost the highlight of their year, in terms of, wow, there's 20 Christian women in this hall. That happens for them once or twice a year and it's a really big event for them. Being able to teach them the Bible, being able to encourage them with God's word and talk to them and pray with them, yeah, it was a real privilege. And I think just realising that for me there are some weeks that I would get more Christian fellowship and teaching than they would in perhaps a year makes me realise, yeah, this is a really kind of individualised but really worthwhile ministry. Sounds absolutely fantastic. And I think uh, some of those remote remote parts of Australia are beautiful because they're remote, i.e. Yeah. we don't go up there very often, so we can't spoil it like the, we, we do uh, other parts that are much more populous. Um, you're going to go on another one of these safaris. As you kind of go back again, um, how, what is it... What, what do you want to take from God's word to share with these women now that you understand a bit more about their circumstances and, and the challenges they face? What do they need to hear from God? They need to be fed with God's word. In a way, it wouldn't matter what I taught them, what, I, what passage I picked, just reading the Bible and teaching them what God's word has to say, um, I think is really what they need and what's really encouraging, also the benefit for them, for some of the smaller towns, the women from the um, properties come in and people who don't normally fellowship with each other because they're part of a different denomination, they all get together. So there is um, a, a sense of Christian unity that the events provide, which is great. Um, 
I gave some talks on Psalm 13, talking about how King David lamented when things were hard and encouraging the women to lament their own griefs and sorrows to God. So that's one of the talks that I gave. I had a couple that I gave in different situations, but that'll be one of the ones that I'll be giving again because it did seem to be, it's a prayer language that I sort of only really explicitly learnt about a couple of years ago and I found it so helpful in my own Christian life. So, yeah, I'm keen to talk about it and it seemed to be something that was helpful for them as well. Uh, Tori, how do you use the TGCA website? Well, um, I use, when the emails pop into my inbox, I use them to kind of stimulate my thinking. I do not read every article and I do skim but I certainly use them. I want to be prepared to take the opportunity to have gospel conversations with people who are Christians. So some of those ones that are sort of stimulating about something that's currently a bit of a hot topic, like the Barbie movie or whatever, I'll read it and sort of try and have that in my head ready to go for a conversation. So I, I do appreciate that. I've also used it in the past if I'm looking for a particular book on a particular topic. I'll search for books on that topic and then have a little kind of skim of the book review and then that'll help me know whether that's the kind of book that I want to buy. Um, but actually last night I was, I'm giving a talk at a gingerbread event, so a Christmas event, sharing about Jesus through a Christmas event as people make little gingerbread houses and I've just been thinking around a whole lot of different topics and not quite getting to one that I want. And so last night I actually searched Christmas in the articles, I think, and perhaps the book reviews, and it just reminded me that there's actually years' worth of material on the website that was really good, but because it's not popping into my inbox, I don't see it. And actually, I, there was an article there about um, the incarnation, which is what I really want to talk about. And it just gave me just a bit of extra stimulation to my thinking about giving that talk. So, yeah, that's how I use it. Yeah, terrific. And, and there is such a wealth of resources there. And you're right, they don't always pop up on the main page or in our inboxes when we get those emails. So it is worth using that search function uh, and finding some of the depth of resources on there. Uh, thanks so much for chatting with me today, Tori. You are very welcome. This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia and you can help us by sharing this episode with your friends, uh, your Bible study uh, at church, and by going to our website and making a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians.